another cutie pie? What are you putting in the water? And welcome to our Weeb Variant, an exploration and education in anime. I am Patrick Dugan, your anime idiot. I am Dana Hollander, an anime expert. Ah, oh, shit, I think I'm uh, I'm Brennan McCullough, <laughs> and I'm your piece of trash that floats in the ocean that looks strangely similar to a jellyfish and harms the environment. Uh, uh, is that good? Uh, I didn't come up with one, I forgot. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a, good. <laughs> it's appropriate for the show, but I don't love it. Yeah. That's how a lot of people feel about me. <laughs> Makes sense why he's here, but I don't like I just, uh, hmm. I can't we'll say no to him, it. but I can't say I like him. <laughs> uh, well, yes. thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we are watching a show called Princess Jellyfish. Yeah. And this was a Dana pick for this week. So, Dana, <laughs> why did you choose this for this week? Yeah. Well, doesn't Princess Jellyfish just sound like a Dana pick? <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, who else's pick would it be? Yeah. Um, I picked it because last week we watched something that was less than savory. <laughs> and this is... Really, just like, from what I remember, I haven't watched it in a really long time. I just remember it being a really nice show, and like super short and super simple, and just like nice. So I wanted to choose something that would make us feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to just uh, have a lighthearted romp through a show and not um, uh, nightmares. And not a surrealist stumble. (laughs) I like the combined of it starts off as a nice palate cleansing romp and then turns into a surrealist nightmare. Like Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. Dude. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, this show, the anime series came out in 2010. There are 11 episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a breezy one that we could flow through like a jellyfish. Hey. I know nothing about it, so I assume the main character is an anthropomorphic jellyfish. Yeah, going into it, I haven't guessed based off the title of the show in a little bit. I'm going to say this is uh, the daring journey of a, uh, a jellyfish princess in the ocean kingdom of whatever and <laughs> must find... Something? I don't Find know. Find the treasure. Uh, uh, it's Little Mermaid, but with jellyfish. But the treasure was in her the whole time. Oh. Oh, that's the moral <laughs> of your princess jellyfish. <laughs> Those are nice guesses. Are we close? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good to Not know. at all. Oh, well, I feel misled. Oh, well. well. Let's go find out right now. I'm not crying, you are. (laughs) 
Huh. So, we just watched the first three episodes of Princess Jellyfish. Sure did. Uh, I watched the dubs for all three. I watched the dubs on the Funimation website for the first two episodes, and then in the third episode it was like, subscribe to us, and I said no. So I found it on <laughs> YouTube in two <laughs> parts and with terrible quality. That's how much I liked the dub. Oh, man, that... That brings me back to the old days of, like, early YouTube of finding shit. Like, before there were all these stream services with the anime and stuff. Yeah. That's how you watch, like, some shows, because it's the only place you can find it. Broken up in three parts. A five-year-old dub that's mirrored, and uh, two people have watched it. Yep. Or, like, the actual video is, like, minimized into the corner, and then three-fourths of it are taken up by, like, a banner, so YouTube's algorithm doesn't find it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I watched. I did my typical dub sub dub. So I watched episode two subbed. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll start off with episode one. The, A good place to start. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't want to do the memento style and work backwards. That's confusing. Um, <laughs> so it starts off real quick with Sukemi. Right? I'm terrible. Sukimi. Sukimi. I'm terrible you close. pronunciation. Uh, that's the only name this I'll know. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Tsukimi uh, at the aquarium with her mom. They're like, man, mm-hmm. jellyfish sure are neat. And I'm just like, nope. It's like, I'm already disagreeing with this show right off the bat. <laughs> you don't like jellyfish? Jellyfish are mobile trash bags in the ocean. They are barely sentient. Like, they're just venom-filled sacks of hate. I don't want to be your friend anymore. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. They, but I love see, jellyfish. Like, they don't I have a aesthetically nervous like jellyfish, um, but as someone who grew up uh, in a coastal area, I did not like them in person. Right? Uh, you step on them and okay. it's just like, oh, hey, cool, my leg's gone for today. Like, it's just paralyzed and in pain. So, Maybe that's the difference. Yeah, they're terrible. Anyway, <laughs> they're at the aquarium and they're like, oh man, jellyfish are beautiful. They got the frills and those like weird tentacle arms that are all like fluffy. And Tsukimi's mom is like, one day I'm going to make you a dress that looks like jellyfish. I'm like, all right, that's odd. And she, even when she's like talking, she's like, oh, I guess it's a weird thing to say. I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, it's a cute idea, but it's just weird to immediately go to like, I don't know. Maybe that's just how I didn't see it, but that's, mm-hmm. that's a weird point. Yeah. They also sort of like second sentence had to shoe in um, the phrase uh, princess jellyfish. Yeah. It'll be so flowy yeah. and beautiful, you'll look like a princess. Um, and I personally would love a jellyfish dress. <laughs> I have a whole vision for a spring wedding in an aquarium that is jellyfish themed, so it may have been inspired by the show, but I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> we'll not. We'll, uh, we won't examine that too deeply. Yeah. <laughs> you really like the show, then. I did enjoy it. Anyway. I envisioned my wedding, but I'm dressed up as All Might. Oh, am I the bride? <laughs> oh, no. No, I'd be dressed up as... Uh, Just kidding. As a Yami, the belly button boy. Anyway, we're already distracted. Anyway. Um, oh, Aoyama. So cut- He's your favorite and you don't even know his Aoyama. name? Okay. No, I don't know anyone's name. I'm terrible at this. See, I think Brendan knows everyone's name and everything. But his mouth refuses to <laughs> yes. say them correctly, no matter That's what. That's what it is. Yeah, because he got all the sounds there. <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm just, just so patriotic. My body refuses to speak another language besides English. It's like, <laughs> no, I can't speak those forbidden words. See, um, I appreciate your bravery because I'm just a coward that will be like, oh, uh, the one with the braids, uh, the, the <laughs> tracksuit one. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, Sukemi is the only one I know, so uh, we'll get And there. hardly. Yeah, barely. again. <laughs> All right, glasses, girl. No, they like five of them. Fuck. Anyway, we're like two seconds into the show. I got to I know, <laughs> we're having trouble. <laughs> it's going to be a rough one. Um, so yeah, it cuts to the forward, like present day, and uh, she, main character is in uh, Tokyo, wandering around, and I guess she's trying to get a job? Like she's out job hunting? I think she's going to an exhibit. Exhibit? Like an artist exhibit. Okay. Yeah, she was going to see an artist who uh, specializes in jellyfish. Uh, oh, okay. Uh-huh. It's not clear to me. Um, and she gets very flustered and very overwhelmed very quickly by the city life and all the beautiful people, all the stylish hipsters, as they call them, <laughs> uh, walking around. And she just kind of has a panic attack and like runs home. And here we see, um, before she left, her housemates, I don't really want to call them roommates because they don't share a room, but uh, like ha- apartment mates, um, we're warning her, like, hey, the city's dangerous. Don't go alone. Like, how could you think of doing this? And we're, like, you know, very uh, overbearing mother sort of tone of, like, warning her, like, watch yourself. Mm-hmm. And when she goes back to the apartment, we meet these crazy cast of characters. And for simplicity's sake, there's tracksuit, quiet one, afro, mom. At least that's what I call them. Yeah. Yes. And the I one have... we never see. Yeah, and the yeah. mysterious six uh, manga artist who is nocturnal and is dying inside, which is unfortunately very real to actual Relatable. manga artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They work a lot. Um, and then we get the opening, which is... Uh, I was very confused. I was like, oh, this opening's kind of... Oh, we're Star Wars. Oh, it's Mary Poppins and singing in the ring. What's happening? Um, the opening is just a lot of uh, allusions and, I guess, homages to movies, like classic movies. Yeah. Movies. And that surprised me, because I didn't think this would be a very movie-oriented show. It, it might still be, but not. It's not, but I just love this opening so much. <laughs> it's so sweet. And, like, the song is really cute, too. It's just all very cute. Very fitting for a show called Princess Jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I'm still thrown off by the movie stuff. I mean, it was pleasant, but... Yeah, I don't... It, maybe sense. it's, like, a creator thing. Maybe the creator really likes old movies. Not yeah. necessarily old, but... Not classic movies classics yeah yeah because um, yeah, so, yeah. when they introduced them as like otakus i thought it, they would be like very into pop culture but then it never came up and i was like okay i guess this is just a a fun little uh, mashup yeah there's a few terms in this that if you aren't familiar with they didn't have any like disclaimers or like inf- informational pop-ups saying what they are so otaku is just a super passionate fan about something and mm-hmm. traditionally it's about pop culture or like anime or manga um, traditionally, especially outside of Japan. But inside Japan, you can be otaku about anything. And every one of these women seems to be an otaku about something. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Afro is obsessed with trains. Uh, Tracksuit's obsessed with the Three Kingdoms, which I get, because fuck it, so good. Uh, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, that's what the Dynasty Warrior games are based off of. So, I know uh, a lot uh. about them. Um, Quiet One Bookworm is obsessed with old men? arguably yeah. the weirdest thing yeah mm-hmm. I, like everyone is kind of like oh you all have like your own little passion project like the mom is obsessed with like 
fabrics and like making clothing for dolls. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like that makes sense, or it doesn't make sense, but like that's a you know understandable hobby. It's a believable thing. Yeah, yeah. And then understandable. That's understandable. better. And then uh, the main character's just obsessed with jellyfish. It's like, all right, your favorite animal. You know a lot about. Them. That's cool. And then yeah, the quiet one's just like, God, this old man fetish. It's like, oh, mm. okay. Like <laughs> that's yeah. strange. Um, but hey, you do you. Quiet mouse girl. <laughs> <laughs> um so when she gets back uh we meet all of them and she gives them presents back from the like when she was in the city for a brief time so he gives the one fabric she gives the other one um just a picture of a train like it's not even like a model train or anything it's just a photo of it um get three kingdom little minifigures which is like uh sao sao zaidan and zayun i believe um my boys uh, nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, I, played, I just was like, she likes warriors. I don't really know. I played a lot of Dynasty Warriors. It's the Three Kingdoms is about like the three major armies fighting over Japan and like forming it. So it's it's a big romanticized history about that. So there's a lot to to go after. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's just yeah. a history thing. Kind of, yeah. It's like a glorified history, like the way we glorify the Civil War because it was like this big battle that defined the country. So oh, okay. But it's the same way with uh, China. So yeah, we meet all them, and uh, there's a group that we find out that are called the Sisterhood, because there are five, uh, well, we meet later six uh, women, single women, all in like the 30s, that all live together, and are all kind of shut-ins. They're, they say the word neat a few times. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, that's another term in Japan, where it means not educated, employed, or trained. So it's someone who doesn't have a job, isn't in the armed services, or isn't trained in any, like, skill. Hmm. Or went to college. And that's typically what a hikikomori or, like, a shut-in is. They're a neat because mm-hmm. they just refuse to leave or uh, contribute to society. So there's a few terms like otaku and neat that were thrown out a lot with this uh, group. Yeah, I heard otaku. I did not pick up on neat. I don't know if the dub just said, oh, they're similar. Let's just say otaku. Uh, yeah, I only uh, ever heard otaku. I heard neat like once or twice, but it was very quick. Like it was very quick mm. with someone in the background or something. And then yeah, there's the sixth roommate who's a manga artist who we really just don't see at all. Like they'll, she's like a magic eight ball. They'll come to her for advice every now and then. She really is. I think yeah. I wrote that down actually. <laughs> <laughs> magic eight ball character. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like with any good anime protagonist, uh, our main character's mom is dead because it's gotta happen. It's the laws of the land. Um. And she's just really kind of obsessed over jellyfish. Uh, maybe just childhood fascination. Maybe it's her way of associating with her mom and getting close to her. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's probably because her mom liked jellyfish so much that yeah. she got into it. Because of that, her mom. For her mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after she comes back, she's, I think, just sketching or something. And then she goes out to the pet shop and stares at the jellyfish that she longs to have but cannot afford. Because it turns out they're expensive. And so it's all the equipment to maintain them. Mm-hmm. And she notices that two of the jellyfish are in the same tank are two kinds of jellyfish that shouldn't be together. The mucus produced by the one is killing the other slowly. So she mm-hmm. starts panicking and freaking out because um, she wants to separate them but can't afford to buy them. And also is too afraid to talk to the stylish boy uh, shopkeep inside. Because she's uh, just... Whatever. <laughs> she's just so <laughs> overwhelmed with anxiety and... Uh, uh, just nerves and just can't talk to people. 
I was just sitting there like, just talk to him. Just Men ain't him. shit. <laughs> just talk to him. Especially the soul patch pierced your fuckboy. Like. Yeah, look at him. He doesn't care. <laughs> but they always keep referring to stylish. Like, I get if you're like a shut-in. The stylish. But like, the way they like, ostracize like, anyone with a sense of fashion who enjoys being outside or talking to anyone. Just like, those people. Like, they just like, discriminate against the hipsters. Like, to such yeah. a crazy extent. Um, to the point where it just sort of becomes anyone who gives any notice of their outwards appearance is stylish and should be avoided. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a lot about it in the second episode, so I'll talk about it a lot yeah. then. Yeah, we'll get there. We see a little <laughs> bit of it here. We'll see more of it later. So she finally gets at the nerve to save Clara, who's the jellyfish she doesn't own but already named. And she goes to talk to the That's boy. how they get you. <laughs> can't name you it. Can't you can't name it because then you'll get attached yep. to it. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> why so I didn't have a name until I was seven years old. Perfect. Earn my parents' love. <laughs> um, so when she finally talks to the shopkeep, she gets like really nervous and mumbling over her words and very anxious. And then finally like, takes a deep breath and just starts rambling. Just goes off on like a very like educated rant about jellyfish or like why you can't keep them together, these species. And the guy's just glazes over and just like i don't know what you're saying lady get out of here we're already closed like leave me alone and when she's trying to like fight her way in to stop him because she wants to save the jellyfish's life that's when uh she gets knocked over into her new friend who we won't find out their name for quite a while so i'm just gonna keep referring to them as new friends a princess a princess Mm -hmm. princess. yeah we'll call him princess she's a princess that's a better name for this uh as soon as she's revealed where I was like, oh, that's Rose Quartz. Because she has this big pink <laughs> oh, wig yeah, her and a white hair. dress. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. The big old hair. Maybe that's why you like this show so much. Mm. It's, it's just subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched this way before Steven Universe came out, but... Yeah. But still. <laughs> so, Princess sees uh, her get knocked over. And she's like, oh, what the hell's going on? And, he's like, and the shopkeeper's like, oh, she's just rambling. He's like, what do you mean? You can't just push a woman around. And gets in the shopkeeper's face of just like, who the hell do you think you are? What's going on here? And he's like, well, she's freaking out about this jellyfish. I don't know what's happening and all this stuff. He's like, well, fine. If you're just going to let that jellyfish die, we might as well take it. Because it's going to die in there anyway. And uh, the princess is able to kind of talk their way around and get a hold of that jellyfish from the shopkeeper. And I forget if they actually paid for the jellyfish. They paid for like the tank and stuff later. Mm. But I forget if yeah. they actually bought the jellyfish or they just got it for free because he just wanted them at gone. I couldn't really tell when they were walking home. I think they did end up paying for it because she was like, yeah, you're closed, but it's going to be like dead by the morning anyway. So just take our money and let us go. Oh, okay. Mm. She, Tsukimi did say that she would pay her back. Oh, okay. So yeah, maybe. So uh, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. And as they're walking Which is home, nice. Stealing is bad. Stealing is wrong. Uh, <laughs> even after hours. Uh, so Kimi sees them in the reflection and she realizes that she's in her like sweatpants and sweatshirt and the princess is just to the fucking nines, just like all gaudied up and stylish as shit. Um, and as they walk home, they she starts freaking out because she shouldn't have people over at the apartment. Like The other otakus, her ha- apartment mates, uh, aren't fans of strangers like or just anyone in there um, without yeah. them knowing. Especially mm-hmm. someone as stylish as her, because based on how she freaked out on this very average-looking uh, pet shop employee, yeah, uh, what <laughs> happens when this goddamn model goes into their <laughs> home where they live? It's too oh, jeez, can't have it. 
Um, so they run into uh, Sakemi's place and put the jellyfish in a tub for now, just to keep it alive until they can figure out and get a tank for it uh, tomorrow. Um, and it's at this time, uh, Tracksuit walks in on them and sees Sakemi's new friend, the princess, just too beautiful, freaks out and thrown off and turns to stone. So their defense mechanism for the style of ships is just freezing in place and hoping they're ignored. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um, and to solve this, Sukemi just pulls the princess into her room and it's like, I'll, I'll just take, get rid of her, like, get her out of the sight for a moment and just like, we'll handle this in a second. Um, and it's at this time, princess sees all the jellyfish drawings and it's like, oh, they're beautiful. You're a great artist and illustrator. Like, and gets very enamored with the jellyfish, which is good for Sukemi because she's got a friend now, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So making friends. Sorta, even though she's trying to push her out of the house as much as she can. Um, well, yeah. try is a strong word because she doesn't vocalize any wants or needs. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of just like, hey, it'd be cool if you left. And then uh, the princess is just kind of like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm gonna still, still hang if out. I wish hard enough, the stranger will leave my room. <laughs> if only there was a way I could communicate with them. Oh, how do I reach these kids? Um, <laughs> so yeah, while they're in Azukimi's room, uh, Princess she gets tired. It's like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna lay down for a bit, and it passes out instantly. And Azukimi has to same. Fi- <laughs> I took a, I took a nap last night at 10:30 p.m. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm living wild out here in LA. Um, <laughs> And now, the next day, we find out that the quiet uh, housemate is also planning to go to the city, to Shibuya, and, like, look around. So, they're getting a little emboldened by Tsukemi's uh, previous uh, visit. Uh, and when yeah. uh, they wake up, Tsukemi sees that her friend, uh, the wig, fell off. And it's like, well, wigs are popular now with, like, the stylish hipster, uh, fashionable people. So, I guess it's just her wig. And tries it on, is looking in her mirror, and it's like, oh, I look like a monster. And... Uh, when she goes out into the hallway to talk to someone, she drops the wig? I think it is at this point Princess wakes up, though. I think Princess wakes up, yeah. And, uh, we discover Princess is a dude. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dressing up like a lady as a hobby. I love him so much! <laughs> so, yeah, this is something I, I knew a little bit about. There's the, uh, Vice series Gaycation, where they, uh, mm. it's Ellen Page's show... Uh, just mm-hmm. traveling to different cultures to see, like, their queer communities. And uh, the one in Japan, they were talking about uh, cross-dressing. And it's not, like, a very gay thing. A lot of straight people will just cross-dress because it's uh, it's sort of a form of cosplay. And uh, it's a subculture called uh, a tokonoko. Oh. Hmm. That's a new term for me. I was surprised by this, yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, I believe they do ask, like, oh, or uh, Zakimi asks uh, her friend, like, oh, are you a uh, drag queen? So like, no, I'm not into drag, I just like cross-dressing. And that's yeah. what sparked my mind, I'm like, oh, is there a difference? Is drag, like, the theater I mean, to which element? I was kind of like, so are you, so you're a drag queen? Yeah, <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. But not, like, performing and doing shows, just, just going out on the town dressed as a woman. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought it was. I'm like, I thought drag, I guess the drag is the, like, theatrical, like, show element of it. And then mm-hmm. cross-dressing is just, yeah, every day. So, it's like, a style choice. Yeah. yeah. 
So, like, Eddie Izzard is a great comedian, and he's a performer, but is a cross-dresser, not a drag queen, because he doesn't perform. Like, well, I guess he does technically perform yeah. in drag, but the perform- The drag is not part of the performance. Yeah, he just happens mm-hmm. to be in drag while performing. He doesn't have, like, a separate persona or anything. No, it's Most him, drag it's queens him. are, like, Yeah, the show is based different. on the comedy and not the character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good differentiation. Hmm. The more you know. Da, 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 da. I need a little shit <laughs> um, And yeah, that's the episode one. Yeah, we glossed over it a little bit, but uh, this is uh, this communal house is very old style, so it's very uh, open and public and uh, like shared bathrooms and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is a very specific, very enforced rule that no boys are allowed. Yeah. And, uh, and referring to, uh, I wrote down the quote, uh, they were getting applicants for a vacant room, and mm-hmm. uh, since they are all otakus and are all shut-ins and are trying to keep it that way, they define the rule for an application of people can only be in there if they live a life that has no use for men. So, Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, what a world that would be. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, his name is Kuranosuke, and I know this, so I'm going to call him Kuranosuke. Okay. He asks Tsukimi if she's a virgin. He's like, oh, so you're a virgin? And she's just like, ah! Yeah, and just <laughs> locks up instantly. And then we get the very cute, very lovable interstitials of uh, Clara the jellyfish being like, ooh, this <laughs> yeah. is the number one question you do not ask. When I yeah. saw this, I immediately thought, I'm like, are we going to go through the other five ones, or is it just always number one? Like, shouldn't have asked that. Because I'd be curious what the other five are, like the lower. I know, right? Variety. They're different every day. What's your favorite color? Oop, that's number three. Don't ask what Ooh. your favorite color is. It's like, Ooh. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so. The ending. Yes? I enjoyed the opening. It was, like, f- fine enough for me. I, it was an interesting little cinematic. Um, but the ending song is a banger. I dig that. Yeah. That's a tasty jam. Yeah. I, I listened w- to a little bit of it, but it actually, like... I don't know why I wasn't thinking, and I didn't watch the endings like an idiot. <gasps> I mean, you have seen this before. I have so seen you're, this. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. But yeah, I felt the song in the opening. It was like, this is cutesy, but it's not super like uh, melodically pleasing. Mm-hmm. And I, I got that from this one, even though the visuals were simpler. So we sort of got uh, song in one and visuals in the other. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. In episode two... Tsukimi is kind of reflecting on what has just happened. And she's like, I just met a very beautiful, very strong boy princess. <laughs> Sometimes, not all princesses are women. People are starting to wake up. And um, I think it's tracksuit that's kind of like, hey, Tsukimi, what's going on? And Tsukimi's like, nothing. Don't or maybe I'm mixing it. up parts. I think I might it was, be mixing something up. I think it's just someone yelling down, like, hey, wake up, Tsukimi, like, breakfast is ready or something like that. Yeah, and she jumps on Kuranosuke and covers his mouth so he doesn't say anything mm-hmm. because he's a little bit of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Kuranosuke is a very beautiful boy. We have another beautiful boy, but he is an idiot. <laughs> he's very friendly. He's very uh, extrovert. He's very happy to talk. A little yes. too extroverted at times. <laughs> yeah. For this group. 
as socially inept as the sisterhood is, uh, uh, he cannot pick up on any cues. Yeah. Tsukimi has to go get his wig because she left it in the hallway Mm. and she like starts very slowly tiptoeing and i was like just run just get it just run and get it and get back inside so of course tracksuit catches her mm-hmm. and she's like what is that and she's like i'm just dusting just ruining this, this is way. a swiffer yeah she is and it hurts me because <laughs> wigs like that are not easy to untangle uh-huh. i know i have a rose quartz wig <laughs> <laughs> so tracksuit tells Tsukimi to come downstairs because there's a situation. Um, and they're looking online. They see that people have applied to live in the apartment building and it's a gay couple. And they're like, um, we very clearly said no men allowed. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was like full couple or if it was just a, one guy, but he was gay. No, it's a couple. Yeah, they a- uh, said it was uh, two men living together wanted that one room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then tracksuit, I didn't write down exactly what she says, but she says some very homophobic shit. Yeah. Uh, cause she, oh, she says something about like the gay lifestyle and transvestites and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I was like, Ooh, I know they're laying it on thick because there is a dude upstairs and they're like, oh, men are just the worst. No matter what you if you cross dress, you're a man. If you're gay, you're still a man. It's like, Hmm. Yeah. I know you're going to soften over the series because that's how these things go, <laughs> but ooh, not <laughs> great to start. Yeah, she's starting said, at rock bottom. She said, no man, you know, whether you're gay, a baby, a transvestite, you're still a man, none. Like, a not baby. A and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, they're scared of men. It's like, they're just straight up sexist. Like, and like you said, they'll probably soften over the series, but it's just like, the beginning, it's just like, you're just mean and bitter. Yeah. Angry people. For no reason, really. None that we um, can yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah. And then they hear a sound upstairs. And Tsukimi's like, oh, shoot. Fuck. Because Kuranosuke wanted to take off his makeup. Because he slept in it. And he was like, I feel gross. Let me use your bathroom. And she was like, no. Nope. 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 But of course, when she's downstairs, he's going to do what he wants. So they hear him moving around upstairs. So Tsukimi's like, oh, I should go check. And then their uh, mom and tracksuit are like, no, we should go up there. Because mom actually, her family owns the building. Mm-hmm. Her mom's mm-hmm. the so she's supervisor. Like, yeah, so Wait, she's mom. like, as the building manager, I should be the one to go up there. Yeah, they think it's, they might be a burglar or something, so they all want to go up just in case. Yeah, so they all go up there and they don't see anything because Kuranosuke is very sneaky. Very quick. Then they hear noise coming from Tsukimi's room. So Tsukimi's like, I'm going to do it. It's my room. I'll be fine. I'm going to do it. And then she goes in there and she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and Kuranosuke is like in his full boy look because he has no makeup on and his hair's all slicked back and stuff. He's so cute. I love him. It's a pretty boy. A lot of yeah. pretty boys he reminds in this podcast. Me, <laughs> yeah. He reminds me a lot of Tamaki. I realized that he is an amalgamation Oh, he's from Oron High School Host Club. I'm sorry. I assumed it was an anime character. <laughs> yeah, I thought Brendan might know, so that's why I said it. Just that. But he's he's in Oron High School Host Club. And he's very flowery. He's a little less feminine, but he's very flowery. Um, but he reminds me... Kuronosuke just reminds me of Trixie Mattel, Tamaki, and Taco from the Adventure Zone. <laughs> like, all in one. 
So I love Kuranosuke. <laughs> Just checks all your boxes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's perfect for me. He's exactly my type. <laughs> Kuranosuke is kind of like, oh, I really want to come back. I like it here. It's retro. Can I please come back? And Tsukimi's like, no, Hello. bye. Stop, get out. Don't yeah, come back. The, I, it physically hurt me how much I wanted to just yell at her. Just say boys aren't allowed. Yeah, that, yeah that's like you have you a legitimate reason. Yeah, I will get, I will lose my housing if you step out this door. You want to be friends, don't make me homeless. Just for <laughs> God's sake, just yeah. speak. Oh, the, uh, the classic rom-com misunderstanding that could have been explained in two sentences. Mm-hmm. I know, just right? the farce. <laughs> Kuranosuke leaves and he's just kind of laughing at her like, Haha, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it is at this point I actually wrote down some of the names. So tracksuit, her name is Mayaya. And then the train girl, the afro girl, is Banba. Yes. Um, I never got mom's name, but the quiet one is Gigi. Yeah, mom's name is uh, Chico. Um, hey, cool, I already forgot all those. We That's will fine. immediately go back to calling them their nicknames because yes. it's much yeah. more useful. I like the name Bonba a lot, but I probably will still keep calling her Train Girl. Sorry, I had to. Wow. Um. So, I also was thinking about how nice it would be to live be to live there because no boys allowed, and also just like it seems like a nice place. Like it's big. There's plenty of space. I would easily be the most outgoing one. I'm probably <laughs> too stylish for them, but hey. I can say from experience having I an could old, teach them. old house isn't great. My family on my dad's side has had a house for 150 years or so, and the house is even older than that, and it's, it's a lot of work. So Yeah. They do say it's from, like, the 20s, so it's not, like, an not ancient old. house. Okay. But it, but it is still set up, like, this is for communal living. This was, like, a boarding house yeah. at one point. It's like, hey, Arnold. Yeah. Tsukimi is kind of struggling with this. Like, she's like, I had a boy in the house. Oh, my God. Because not, you know, like, not only was it a stylish, but it, he, he is also a boy. So that's just, like, double bad. Two taboos. Yeah, so she goes to... The one we never see, the the eight ball, and writes down on a piece of paper because that's how they communicate with her. She writes down, "What should the punishment be for someone who brings a boy into the house?" Hypothetically. Hypothetically, <laughs> asking for a friend. So she puts it on the floor and waits for the response, and she pushes it back out under the door, and it just says, "Death, <laughs> murder." For someone who's nocturnal and works at night, she answers pretty quickly to all these messages being slid under the door. Yeah, yeah, in daylight when she should be asleep. Yeah. Yeah, I was also thinking, because she writes yaoi comics? Yeah, oh, they yeah, they that? specify that in uh, the third episode, but uh, they... They say boy love. Yeah, boy oh. love manga. And I just thought, like, what a weird, like, hypocritical... I didn't know how to explain it. Like, I was like, you need men for your profession, <laughs> but you hate them? Yeah, um, talk about writing from experience if you if you can't even see a man in your life. Yeah, I'll I'll say this. Yeah, I liked Princess. I forget his name. Um, and that's about it. I didn't like these main characters at all. They were all they seemed all like kind of shitty people in my opinion. Even yeah, despite this all was their... kind of where I was like, get over yourselves. Like people like this are so annoying to me now. Mm-hmm. 
like as an older person, like mm-hmm. I feel like I was kind of like this in middle school of like feeling superior to people because I was like, ooh, I like something different. I'm quirky. But like now as a person who's 22, that ain't cute. Yeah, it is painfully awkward just wanting to shake them and be like, please just grow up a little bit. Um, You have seen this entire series. I'd like to think that this is laying it on thick so they can grow as people throughout. Um, I don't know if that will happen or not, but um, I'd like to justify it that way in my own mind. Yeah. From what I remember, I think... I think they get better, mm-hmm. but I also haven't watched it in forever. Yeah, because yeah, even in the first episode, just Gigi going into the city after, what's her name, Jelly Girl. Um, Tsukemi. Uh, Tsukemi. Uh, after her, it's like, okay, uh, she's uh, Tsukemi is taking steps, and now the rest will follow. Yeah. I hope this is a little bit of foreshadowing of how the format of the show will go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because despite, like, their social anxieties and, like, quirks and being, like, very passionate about stuff and then also being kind of shut into which I get. I didn't leave my apartment when I first moved out here for, like, two months. So, like, I get it. But they're also just using it as an excuse to cover up, like, their bigotry against men. Like, they are just straight-up sexist at certain degrees. So it's just, like, you are a full ass right now. Yeah. So. And and Tracksuit keeps calling it a nunnery. Like, not just being, like, oh a sisterhood that she's, like keep men out of the nunnery, keep stylish people out of the nunnery, and it's like, stop calling yourselves that. You're not helping yourself. Yeah. And, like, I also just think people who, like, still pride themselves in being so awkward and strange are just so boring. Like, figure out how to be social. Anyway. um... (laughs) (laughs) If if you're an otaku listener, we still love you, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Otaku is a little different in in America. Yeah. They're they're known as neckbeards. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they go shopping because every week uh, they have a little hot pot party. Hot pot. And they get uh, the best meat that they can afford. And Train Girl has uh, a keen eye for the meat that's going to taste the best. Mm -hmm. So they get their meat. And they're having their little hot pot. And that's when Kuranosuke decides to come over. In yeah. a very cute look. <laughs> but uh, he should also have respected Tsukimi's request. Yeah. Um, it's like, this is a specific sort of quote-unquote family event that mm-hmm. this stranger is barging into. Because, like, if you have, like, a birthday dinner, the person you met the night before shouldn't barge in and be like, Oh, is this is this the right time to meet everyone? Is this my my place? It's like, no, go away. We'll hang out at some other point if we want to continue. Yeah. So everyone immediately turns to stone and Clara does her little thing talking about uh, how that's just what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just stop listening and stop paying attention to whoever it is. They shun the person from their social group and then wonder why no one likes talking to them. Wow, shocker. Yeah. Weird. Uh, I just really liked when Kuranosuke was offering food to Tsukimi and he was like, oh, do you want this and this? And Tsukimi was like, no, thank you. And he was like, yeah, same. Who likes sweet herbs with their savory? Not this boy. And I was just like, oh, same. Because <laughs> well, I also don't like sweet with savory like um, when it comes to like meats and stuff. So I super related. Well, he also says not this boy in front of everyone. It's just yeah, like, so they're all kind of like, 
boy. <laughs> um, and then boy. Tsukimi kind of pulls him out of the room, and that's when she says, like, if you don't want me to get kicked out of this house, you have to stop. You have to leave. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm very sorry. I just, just like, don't have a family. But, so mm-hmm. I liked this. Is it this episode he also asks what they all do for jobs? Uh, that is the next one. That's, next That's one. the next okay. one. But he says, he says like, oh, so you're all otakus, huh? And they all get, like, mad. And it's like, but he's right. Yeah. That's, That's you self-identify thing. as this and you're pissed someone says it to you. I I don't know how it is of, like, reclaiming or if it it's, like, a slur to be called an otaku. I don't think it is since they very frequently self-identify. But I don't know why it's that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I know, uh, I'm not even going to try the name, Princess, uh, is <laughs> kind of brash and, like, kind of dense, like, not picking up on all the social cues. But, like, most of the time, I was, like, kind of siding with him. I was like, he's not, he's not, like, arrogant. He's like, he's not like, oh, you're all freaks who don't have jobs or anything. Like, he's just like, oh, what do you do? Like, what are you interested in? What do you do for a living? Like, it's just mm-hmm. very casual. He's just trying to understand people. He's yeah. just a normal person. Like, yeah. I'm, I think, like, of my friends, I am the Kuranosuke. Like, I get social cues, and I get being nice to people. Like, they just, like... Like, these girls are, like, so... Like, they don't like Kuranosuke because he's nice. Like, they don't even know he's a boy yet. They yeah. just don't like him because he's friendly. And he's well, well, uh, he's a stylish, so immediately Ugh. he's an other and uh, know, should right? be shunned. Because... Uh, having an obsessive passion for fashion is <laughs> wrong, but worrying about your doll's fashion is totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also strings. just like, Tsukimi, like, obviously gets along with Kuranosuke. They're obviously becoming pals. And mm-hmm. it's like, you can't even try. Like, this is your friend's friend. And that doesn't always work out, but you can at least try to be friendly and civil. Make the attempt. But they don't even try. Yeah. Anyway. So they walk back to Kuranosuke's house, and he actually lives in, like, a really nice place. And she's like, you're kidding. And then her brother rolls up, his brother rolls up, who uh, is very Ida-ish. I, I was like, oh, it's Ida. <laughs> academia. Yeah. yeah. He's loud, and he's got glasses, and he takes things seriously. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, like, oh, you're dressed like this again. God. Jeez. Can you just describe uh, me? Loud glasses. <laughs> seriously. Um, but Kuranosuke sees that his dad is home and he's like, oh, shoot. I can't go inside looking like this. So he asks his brother to get some fancy meat from the fridge. Yeah. A specific, um, a specific type that the uh, sisterhood were eyeing in the store when they were picking up food because yeah. it was so expensive. It's so tasty. Yeah. So, um, they take it back to the apartment building, and he kind of offers it to them as, like, I'm sorry I ruined your little weekly party. Have some very nice meat. Even though he didn't, and they're just being stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, the next morning, Tsukimi actually finds out that, um, Kuranosuke is part of a very prominent political family. Yes. Uh, the, uh, child of the prime minister. Uh, he's well, he's the child of the former minister of land and infrastructure. Oh, yeah. gotcha. His I just heard yeah, minister. I think they're I think related I to the prime minister. Over that. Gotcha. He, yeah, his uncle is running for prime minister uh, again this political season. 
Um, yeah, and it's just this nice, there's a nice little moment where we get to see Kuranosuke in, like, his boy clothes, and he's wearing, like, a blue shirt with a yellow cardigan, and he's just so cute. <laughs> I love so him. Um, I also noted, uh, in the sub, Kuranosuke's voice was kind of the same consistently, but in the dub, he definitely had a more feminine ac- uh, accent when he was in drag versus when he's in, you know, boy clothes. He just yeah. talked normally, but he definitely had a more feminine tone when he's dressed up. So I thought that, or maybe I just didn't notice it in the sub. But it'll... I wasn't uh, at first when he was started speaking, like when we're introduced to him in front of the fish store. Yeah. Um, I really didn't like what the voice actor was doing. I was like, why are you being so like articulate? Like the way you're speaking is so like enunciated and weird. Yeah. That it's just like, I get you're trying to sound a little more feminine, but I th- that doesn't equal feminine. I think yeah. it was trying to be more like like dismissive and powerful to the shopkeeper or to the employee. Yeah. I think it was more But like as it went on. Him. As it went on it, it um yeah. Got a little more casual yeah. and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. He actually did a really good job. This is um Josh Grell and he played um Yuri Katsuki in oh. Yuri on Ice. Ooh. And also uh Tokuyami, the bird guy from <gasps> My Hero Academia. God, that's a different character. I was looking at his like list of roles and I was like D- dang like these are all very different very diverse <laughs> yeah so but anyway that's pretty much episode two yeah yeah so we got a little sidetracked but hey <laughs> a little bit we had to yell at these nerds <laughs> yeah there's not a lot happening in the show but we have a lot of feelings about what's happening in the show yeah yeah I have a lot of feelings about these characters <laughs> dumb dumb characters <laughs> so yeah for episode three we sort of uh, stop following around uh, Tsukimi and uh, start to uh, follow uh, Kurinosuke throughout this episode. And we sort of get the uh, mimicking. Uh, Tsukimi is sort of monologuing to her mother a little bit, just like in her head for her mm-hmm. uh, inner monologue. And we get that same thing with uh, Kurinosuke. So we start off in this uh, big mansion of a house that the family has and uh their uncle is coming over for lunch and mm-hmm. the brother's name was uh shu was it i'm gonna call uh, him either i didn't write it down yeah yes uh yes it was shu okay mm. uh he's more of a character brother yeah he's more of a character in this one so we can uh That's and it's a simple name <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah shu i'll forget it they're about to have a family lunch and shu checks in on kurinosuke be like, hey, are you ready? And Kurnosuke is in full uh, uh, drag, mm-hmm. ready to have this lunch. And he's looking like, great. Yeah, a, a fly look indeed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, loud. you, you know, you can't meet with our uncle like this, right? You can't dress like a girl and interact with our family. And uh, Kurnosuke's like, why? It's it's just clothes. It's fine. It'll be great. It's fun. But I like that Kurnosuke, like grabs his chest and he's kind of like, oh, I'll get a little bust here for, uh, for Uncle. Give him a little show. And I was like, oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I like that he has varying degrees of like fake breasts. <laughs> like, oh, oh, hell yeah. You gotta got play there? it up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a dinner with your family member, I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't tease. think. Yeah, I didn't think that would be prime time, but uh, <laughs> um, more power to you. <laughs> so, uh, they both go down and meet with the family, and the uncle is loving his look. 
It is yes. great. Yeah, the uncle is now my favorite character on the show. Because of immediately. living for Kuranosuke. Yes, queen. Oh, he's so excited. <laughs> but when he comes in, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, let's get ready to uncle. And I was like, I love this character. He's, he's the He's best. great. Fly and as then, hell. And then when he was like talking to Kuranosuke in Dragon, he's like, oh, you look so cute. And I was like, oh, this is a good guy. I like this guy even more. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Just the yeah. best. But Kurnosuke he just likes cute girls, yeah, but not in like a weird way. Yeah, he, li- he likes. Cute <laughs> he girls appreciates uh, the fashion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kurnosuke's dad and mom are not having it. They oh, are, course. yeah. They're like, okay, get out. You're not having lunch with us. Uh, Kurnosuke is out on the town now, uh, and we get a shot of him interacting with the stylish friends, um, and uh, he's saying that he's a little bit burnt out. Uh, with them because all they want to do is talk music and party and all that and it's just not working for him anymore so he he bails on a party that night in favor of going to the nunnery yeah he thinks he says that talking to Tsukimi like listening to listening to Tsukimi talk about jellyfish is way more interesting than like listening to them talk about fashion and sex and I just think that's so sweet mm-hmm let me actually hang out with someone with a passion rather than people who are like, well, let's party some more, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. they just have too much money. They don't know what they're going to do with it. So they just party. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of money, he goes to the sisterhood's place and hangs out with them. And uh, they all are talking about like all the things that they've bought recently, uh, the jellyfish Equipment is very expensive. The fish, the jellyfish food is like 70 bucks a pop in American mm-hmm. dollars. Damn. Uh, so he has to ask, um, what do you all do for work? Which is this day's number one thing you should not ask the sisterhood. <laughs> from <laughs> from my second favorite character, Clara. <laughs> My second favorite character, the character that doesn't speak technically, like the little cartoonified jellyfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they say that they can afford all of these things because of their allowances, uh, because they are all the children of baby boomers who really prospered uh, when their parents were young and uh, were able to get jobs and have a successful career. But then uh, the economy crashed in about the 90s in Japan, I believe, and that was a big uh, depression for them. Uh, Mm. So uh, people in their 30s currently are having uh, a difficult time finding jobs. The flashback said Ice Age for hiring, and I was just like, oh, fuck it. Feel you there. I fucking (laughs) get it. Yeah. Too real. Kurenosuke sort of does the math and was like, wait, if your parents are baby boomers... You're all in your 30s? Because uh, he assumes they are all a little bit younger. Because he's like, you're not students because you never go to class. But you aren't working, so what's up? And they're all just living off their parents' money since uh, their parents have money and they do not. I meant to look up how old Tsukimi is because I'm not sure if she's in her 30s. But I never actually looked it up. Yeah, I think she might be a little bit younger, but still... Not like a, a young youth. Yeah. Yeah, I would say 20s, maybe late 20s. Um, and this is where the term neat, at least this is where I heard it, was uh, tossed out. 
describing the otaku housemates of like you don't have a jobs you're not students you're not in the armed services like what are you doing yeah just yeah off their parents money yeah it's kind of weird because i was like you're right there's like there is no shame in like having to rely on your parents for some stuff but like it kind of seems like you're not really even trying yeah they talk about they do some stuff but uh uh mom character makes like uh doll fashion online uh, they all assist with the uh, Yaoi production a little bit, so they're all a little mm-hmm. bit of assistance. Um, so they have, like, odd jobs and get money that way, but not, like, something that will be a sub- significant uh, income. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at this point, uh, Kurinosuke takes uh, Tsukimi up to her room and is like, hey, let's... let's Let's have some fun. You're only wearing your sweat shirt and sweatpants. Let's let's play around with some makeup and let me give you a makeover a little bit. Makeover montage. Yes. Yeah. Mm. He takes off her glasses and he's like, "Oh, Ugh. you're pretty." The classic <laughs> Here we go. rom-com move. Take She's off the glasses beautiful. and oh, I notice her now. He asks her back to his place, and she's like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I like that she's still seeing him, like, at this time when he's close to her face. We see, like, the flowers appearing all around him, even while he's still in drag. And I was like, oh, he's that's a beautiful. nice touch. I mean, yes. He's he, she gets pretty gay in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's like, oh, he's a man, but he's, like, as a woman, he's so, like, pretty and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, she gay. <laughs> Tsukimi's gay. Accept it. Or Pan, because... They go back to Kurinosuke's place, and they start to do a makeover. And uh, Tsukimi is not loving it, because that's that's not her thing. She's not into fashion. She doesn't want yeah. all this. It's too much effort. Um, so she sort of freaks out and runs away and uh in running out of the room bumps into uh kurinosuke's brother shu and uh love at <gasps> first sight for shu completely boy is back. he enamored he is lonely who is this beautiful <laughs> girl that's hanging out with my brother it took one look for him to get obsessed dude is lonely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think we got a little bit of a sly anime nosebleed because she uh, throws open the door and hits him in the face, and the s- oh. like side of his nose where his glasses like cut into his face uh, was bleeding. <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't like a full on. Oh, do you get it? Do you get it? But I think it was a subtle nod of. Oh, he's into her. <laughs> it wasn't like a pervy nosebleed. Yeah, it was an accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, when she runs out, um, it's like off camera. But Kornoski says like, "Oh, did I do that?" And I was just like. Don't you try and sneak your Family Matter references under my nose. I fucking see you, Urkel. No, I wrote that down, too, because I was like, I cannot pass this up. Because, like, if it was, if that was the only thing, I wouldn't think anything of it. But because, considering the opening is just references to all, like, Western media, I was like, no, that's definitely, like, a specific reference. Either it was originally supposed to be, or if it was just in the translation, they snuck that in. But that's... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a dub, because that's a very specific reference that uh, I don't think the Japanese audience would get. <laughs> I don't think Jap- Japan was watching Family Matters in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Japan, yeah. how's your Urkel knowledge? <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Tsukimi runs back to the sisterhood, 
And uh, this is where it was cemented, my love for the uncle. Yes. He is leaving. He's like, all right, hang loose, bro. And he just <laughs> runs past bro them. Bro and law? Bro and yeah. And he's like, oh, there's so many beautiful girls. What do you put in the water? What's going <laughs> on? And oh, uh, he's just the best. Best character by far. Then again, so, the bar is pretty low. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So, Kurinosuke, uh, at this point, uh, decides to bail on his friends again, uh, saying it's too easy doing that. Um, and he had a lot of fun giving, uh, uh, Tsukimi this makeover, and says that he likes the challenge. He likes, uh, and I quote, uh, polishing a diamond in the rough. Because every girl is born a princess, some just forget is all. It's precious. <laughs> it's precious. Uh, I do have a little bit of an issue with it because uh, at the end, Tsukimi's like, I, I really don't want this. I do not care. And it's like, yeah, if, if you don't want to get all feminine and girly, you don't need to. That's that's personal identity. But still, it, it is a nice sentiment to say, I feel like you can break out of this shy... You can step it up over sweatshirt and sweatpants gray all the time yeah as someone who's recording this in just basketball shorts ouch (laughs) come on man but are they the same are they the same color as your shirt i'm not wearing a shirt it's very hot in my room right now don't judge me i'm upset (laughs) you could have lied to us brendan (laughs) i'm not that kind of person i'm a disgusting garbage man except it I also think for me, in my brain of body positivity and being who you want to be, B-A-R-B-I-E, Barbie girl. Um, Jeez, whoa. That was a lot thrown I think me. I love Barbies. <laughs> anyway, I think that, like, I think Kuranosuke definitely does mean, like, feminine equals pretty because that's what he thinks. Yeah. yeah. But also in my brain, I'm just like, yes, all girls are princesses. Because all girls are beautiful and perfect the way they are. Yeah, it, you can be a princess and not wear a dress and makeup. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice that's how I see it. Meaning, yeah. nice message behind what he said, but it doesn't have to be taken literally. But I think we see that more with uh, when we see a picture of his mom and she had like a massive closet full of beautiful dresses and she looked like some sort of like stage singer or someone in like the public eye, like very done up. So I think he gets a lot of those ideas like from her, from what his mom was. Tsukimi gets back to the sisterhood and is like, oh no, I'm all dolled up. I look like a stylish. They're gonna uh, murder me because apparently that's what they do (laughs) to outsiders. Um, (laughs) uh, Just straight up murder. So yeah, and another classic uh, farce move. She like steps in the door and literally everyone in the building just comes to the main room. And is like, oh, what the hell? Because as she was like running home, all the makeup was running, and she looks now disheveled, but mm-hmm. still uh, clearly was all done up. But she tried mm-hmm. washing some of the makeup off, but with just water, it only just made a lot of it run. So mm-hmm. it didn't get rid of it, it just bled it. And uh, they say, she, uh, since she looks all disheveled, she looks like a Chinese hopping vampire. Which is my new ska band name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I have some bad news about ska. It's 2018. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> hey, Brendan, I have some great news about ska. 
It's having a revival, baby. Pick oh, it up, no. pick it up. No, put it down, put it down. <laughs> it never died. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, uh, so they're sort of like, oh, you look you look like this uh, cosplay of this like Chinese hopping vampire. And she plays it off and is like, ha, ha, ha. It's, it's great. It's, it was a fun look. I, I didn't just uh, destroy the makeup I was just wearing. So she runs back upstairs and uh, gets changed and all that. So we flash back to uh, Kurinosuke's house, where uh, <laughs> Shu, uh, in the most relatable movement I have ever seen, uh, is like playing with the door of like, "Hey, uh, I, I have a question." Um, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> just like swinging the door back and forth, popping in and <laughs> out, in and out. And being like, uh, ooh, let me ask you some, uh, very, uh, non-important questions. Also, who was that girl? Anyways, uh... Anyway. And Kurinosuke is like, oh, you, you're in love. Well, uh, I will set you up with her. Uh, she left her glasses and sweatpants here. So, take these back to her and she will fall in love. But, uh, and this is, uh, where we get a little bit more depth. Uh, he says, I will give this to you if you give me the address to my mom's house. Uh, because uh, they are estranged. They have not talked in a while. Getting a little serious. Yeah. Plot and it's. Yeah, and the way Shu. I forget the mother's name, but she's like, why do you want to talk to her? And says her name. But yeah, it it's sort of implied that there's something going on with the uh family dynamic of they are not full brothers uh they're like half brothers because it seems like this is not shu's mom Mm -hmm. so uh there's some stuff going on there but um shu takes the glasses and sweatpants and takes it over to the uh sisterhood and sort of has a romantic daydream on the trip of ooh, how will this go this charming beautiful woman will be so grateful i brought her her glasses we'll go on dates we'll fall in love we'll have a nice beautiful relationship and then out the door bursts all oh, the sisterhood and they're like playing a tag game where they're like putting stickers on each other it makes me so uncomfy yeah they're playing off the hopping uh, chinese vampire because you would seal them by putting a like paper seal over their face and it would stop them from moving Gotcha. Play off of that. Just knowing they're thirty makes this moment so like icky. I, yeah, I like, wrote this oh. down. I was like, they're thirty-year-olds acting like teenagers, and not just like carefree teenagers, but like running around screaming like without any regard to like the neighborhood or like the people around them. It's like fucking relax. Yeah, like it. It's cutesy. It is. I like that. Oh, this is a moment where they're actually good friends and they're showing off that they like do enjoy each other's company even though they hate literally every other person on this planet yeah um so i was liking that but yeah it is it is childish they this it's the middle of like a weekday (laughs) they're just tackling each other in the street um shu comes in and it's like hey i i got these glasses um for whoever was hanging out with my brother and Tsukimi, who is now uh, dressed down in the regular garb that she wears, uh, is so painfully awkward. She's like, 
okay, I'll bring them to her. It wasn't me. No, goodbye. And just like sprints <laughs> back inside. He is like, oh, I, who, those weird girls, I guess, live with this beautiful woman I love. This maiden. Oh, but uh, yeah, he he's not picking up on the subtleties of the situation. No. Um, she looks so different with her hair up and glasses. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Can't recognize her. Nope. Who is that? Completely different person. <laughs> it's like Clark uh, Kent Doesn't he Superman. think, oh, I'm, he's bringing a pair of glasses and sweatpants to this girl. Yeah, it's not exactly Isn't, like... Doesn't he think at all? Yeah. Uh, oh, I have this uh, silken gown that was left for this princess. <laughs> Oh, you're wearing identical clothes to the ones I'm giving you. Hmm. <laughs> no, that can't be it. We go back to uh, Kirinosuke, who is sort of reminiscing about his mom, and sort of we get that fashion is his uh, like deep passion. So I keep saying fashion is his passion, and it's his passion. Funny. For yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's he's passionate about fashion. Uh, because uh, from the second he was looking in his mom's closet and just that, like, familial bond, it, oh, I was tearing up a little bit because he just yeah. misses her so much. And and his whole lifestyle revolves around this moment that they shared together. And it's just so sweet. He's a fashion otaku, like uh, Tsukemi is a jellyfish otaku, to connect with their moms. Yeah. Yeah. So even though they're so different, they have so much in common. What a oh. twist. <laughs> oh, we also uh, skipped over when she was driving away. He said, oh, this old building is so like g- gross and like shoddy to look at. It's like, we should just tear it down because his family's the one uh, pushing for like the renovation project of that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll have to try and save the apartment building. But can they do it with love? <laughs> Find it yeah. next time on Princess Jellyfish. <laughs> but yeah, and at the very end, we got a a very nice quote uh, of uh, Sukimi sort of freaking out about being stylish, and she did say, "I don't want to be pretty. I just want to be me," which I thought was a nice sentiment. But it's still like, okay, you are still just wearing sweatpants and yeah. uh, being a shut-in, <laughs> so. She yeah. also made the remark, who decided girls have to be pretty anyway? And I was like, you're right. But yeah, again, yeah. maybe <laughs> shower? Effort? Everyone in this show is half right about everything. <laughs> yeah. They all have like ideas that I'm like, yes, in execution, though, you're fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get your shit together, girls. Yeah, girls don't need to be dolled up all the time. But like... You can also, like, talk to a human that isn't your roommate. <laughs> yeah, and maybe not banish entire sex of people from ever interacting with anyone, or not even just that, but, like, even just stylish people. Like, just the snobbery of, like, they almost, like, pride themselves on being otaku and just, like, yeah, when we don't want to talk to someone, we just, like, lock up, don't interact with them, and hope they go away. It's like, wow, fuck you, like... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the toxic nerd culture of, if it's popular, it's bad. So I like this very niche thing, therefore I am superior to everyone. Hey, and wow, like... you're going to have to call me out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, no, you... I, do, I do know a lot of people yeah. like that, unfortunately. Yeah, just yeah. the internet culture of, uh, what you like is wrong because I don't like it. 
And it's yeah. like, okay, mm-hmm. we can have different interests and still... Like, we're doing this podcast because I'm not a big anime fan, and you two like it, and we're working together in unity and harmony. Because yeah, we're both making I can't believe we brought it full circle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is uh, Princess Jellyfish. So. Yeah. Or what we well, watched yes, of it. For today. It's a, it's a quarter of it. It's only like tw- 11, 12 episodes. Yeah, 11. Yeah. So, we gotta ask, are we there yet? Yes and no. <laughs> um, I am liking it. It's very cute. I I do like it. It's a sweet show. Um, but just everyone is so unlikable, and I get so yeah. frustrated of being like, "Can you be a human being for two seconds and solve all of your problems?" <laughs> just say one. Line. I understand. Yeah, just express yourself. Communicate is the key thing that's missing from this show, and I. Uh, as much as it is like a plot device for many types of shows like this, it's still just like this is all about uh, not being able to be socially adept and uh, needing to just hide behind everything. It's like, please, just, just you're th- you're thirty, grow, grow up, please, just a little. Figure bit. it out. Yeah, I know uh, people like. There's some people who like have such terrible social anxiety they have a lot of trouble interacting with people like at this level but there's also at least with this show and these characters they take a degree of like pride in it and it's become their own like you know kind of mind-sinking cult like of the nunnery of like we only associate people within our group and it's it's you shouldn't pride yourself on your shortcomings you shouldn't be like oh i'm an alcoholic but i only talk with other alcoholics it's like no that's not good don't that's not a good no thing. that's yeah. bad that's, that's bad. actually how you don't do that yeah like you yeah. Have to acknowledge that this is a problem to overcome it because like i do identify it with it because i was very socially awkward i was very socially anxious i would like uh i lost friendships because i was just a shut-in and I, there's like two people in high school I still talk to because I was just so, uh, no one likes me. I'm just going to stay in my room and play video games all weekend and not do anything. And it, it was bad for me. And I learned that that was bad and I worked through it and I'm at a better place now. And just seeing them go through the same stuff and being like, well, this is life. This is the best it can be. It, it just frustrates me. This is who I me. am. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, it's just frustrating. I think because we've all had to like, agree with that in our own lives, we are even more frustrated with it. Mm-hmm. It's like we've yeah. gone through it, and it's like, you just, you have to, no one can make you change. You have to be willing to make the change yourself. So, yeah, it's, right. it's sad to see people just accept of like, oh no, I'm perfectly fine. Like, this is the best it's going to be, and I'll accept it. It's like, no, it's still a problem. Like, so. be passionate about your stuff. Get, you can take a full week to just, like, fixate on your dolls and trains, but, like, have a conversation outside of your house. Don't refer to people as the things they bring you. Like, when she, uh... Meat! The they call yeah. Karanosuke meat! Though, I do li- I don't know if it's intentional. I like the idea that this boy brought the meat to the nunnery. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! <laughs> We're done. Uh, Perfect. That's it. The podcast is over. Uh, Dana has flew off to the moon to avoid this planet and breathing the same air as Brendan, so that will be our time for this week. Yes, uh, I. this is something I would watch like with you two. I probably would not continue this on my own, but if someone watches it 
with me and uh, gets social and has a hangout with other people that oh, don't live with me. What a concept! Will will <laughs> I can get through it? Perfect. So we'll have a day where we watch Yuri on Ice and this. I was gonna yeah. say it's the same rating as Yuri. Yeah. Uh, Anime all day. Woo. I'm- I'm gonna have to go with no on this one because er- because my favorite character was the uncle we've seen for two seconds with two lines, like I d- it just everyone's so unlikable to me. Uh, Kuranosko is like a great character. I really enjoy him, but like I don't think he's enough to bring up the rest of them for me. No one asked you. Oh, okay. <laughs> just kidding. So uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, 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 making fun of your nerd culture <laughs> a little bit. Uh, nothing personal. We all love you. Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork. Thank you to Louis Zong for the song Stories off the album Beats for our theme music. Uh, you can find all of Louis' music at louiszong.bandcamp.com. Oh, we didn't discuss this. Uh, what are we going to watch for next week? Next week, we're going to watch Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Ooh, oh my god! Yeah, that's this is one of my news picks. To me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is exciting. I didn't know either. <laughs> I decided on it the other night, and uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. How exciting! Yeah. Great. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have episode numbers for that? One, two, and three. A nice self-contained uh, little story within the first three episodes. Perfect. Perfect. I yeah. love when a story comes together. Uh, Thank you all for joining us, and we hope you will join us next time as we learn to live with anime. Bye!